thank you very much indeed, Shane. Good morning. This is News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly in Dublin. Jonathan Healy here in Cork. It is Friday 9th of June. Lots to come between now and 9 o'clock, Kira. Yeah, including breaking news from the US overnight, Jonathan. Former President Donald Trump has been charged by a federal grand jury over his handling of classified documents which were taken to his home in Florida after he left the White House. What does it mean for his political future? We'll be discussing that in just a couple of moments' time. Like many people of your age, you're a big Harry Styles fan. and I do love Harry Styles. I, I don't ha- deny it. And it, it's just another excuse to wear a feather boa for you. But um, the former One Direction star becomes the youngest act at Slane since a young fella called Robbie Williams did a support gig a couple of years ago. We're going to look ahead to the big gig at 10 to 9 and ask more importantly about the weather. A vision of you walking around the News Talk offices in a feather boa a couple of years ago, Jonathan, has just sprung into my <laughs> mind. Uh, we'll talk about that again. Uh, in sport, John Duggan is going to look ahead to Man City's bid to complete the treble as they take on Inter Milan in the Champions League final. Uh, but first, our asylum crisis is never far from the front of the papers this morning. The Irish Times reporting that the government could house 6,000 Ukrainians in refurbished accommodation before the end of next year. This is a ter- according to internal briefings that have been put forward. They're going to put them in the grounds of the Central Mental Hospital. They're also going to put them in army barracks. They're going to put them into modular homes. But it's not going to happen anytime soon. And in the meantime, we're going to continue to see tents probably on Mount Street uh, for those who can't be accommodated. They're putting them into student accommodation for the summer, but then the students are going to come back and we still have these absolutely awful plans to put people on boats or barges that'll be moored somewhere that probably isn't going to be suitable for the needs of the people who are on board. The the frustration here, Kira, is that we're pushing this out again. 2024, we'll get there eventually. Oh, it'll happen soon. The state has as a perennial crisis with doing anything when it comes to providing housing, whether it would be for people on housing lists here, those who are being ter- thrown out of rental accommodation or whatever the case may be, and everything is, a, oh, we'll get around to it eventually, we'll get it done. Nothing is happening quickly enough and it is beyond frustrating and the government keeps trying the same things over and over again and not succeeding. I don't know why I'm so frustrated by this this morning, but yet here we are. Yeah, I think you're being a little unfair. I, I think we are in a situation that is unprecedented. And, and I, I'm not here to speak on behalf of the government, but I think it's really easy to say, what are they doing? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? You have to bear in mind when, when the Ukrainian war broke out in, in February of last year, we already had 10,000 people on a housing list waiting here who were officially homeless. Now we've taken 100,000 people more than that. We have currently got a target of building, and this is what we think our capacity constraints are probably able to build, 30,000 homes per year. So we've had three times that number of people arrive in when we already had a backlog of people needing houses. 18 months ago, Jonathan, we were talking about getting rid of direct provision because it wasn't good enough. Now it looks positively luxurious compared to what people are living in. They're living in tents, they're living in modular housing, they're living in all kinds of scenarios. But I'm not sure what you expected us to do. I'm not sure what anyone expected us to do. If you look but across... But Jonathan, if you look across... three or four years but if ago. You look, why, why, we, didn't know the, we didn't know 100,000 people were going to arrive three or four we years ago. We knew 10,000 people needed somewhere to live. We and, did. And, and if we, we had housed those 10,000 people, we still wouldn't be able to house the 100,000 that have come. And if you look at the rest of Europe, you show me the country that isn't struggling to deal with a migration crisis. Every single country in Europe is in the same boat. And by the way, this is going to continue. This isn't, well, we'll get it sorted by by the end of 2024. Migration is now an issue. It's now an issue that's going to be happening going forward because even if the Ukrainian war is sorted out, climate migration is going to happen. We live in a wealthy European country. People from the developing world want to come here because they live in countries that are far less, I suppose, um, comfortable or accommodating or wealthy. Mm. We're, We're in a situation that we have to deal with it and it has happened with unbelievable speed and unbelievable numbers. And and I think it is 
easy. I think it's easy to say, oh, the bloody government. I think it's easy. It's so easy. But you show me the country that can deal, and much bigger countries and wealthier countries than us that can deal with an influx of 100,000 people in, in 10 it months. Be it's incredibly awful, difficult. It would be an awful lot easier to deal with that, even if it was unpredicted and unprecedented, if we had enough housing stock to begin with to look after the people who were coming in to feed our economy anyway. This is going to throttle economic growth eventually, unless we start do, doing something meaningful to deal with it now. It is all interconnected. It is and all what the is that problem. meaningful thing? The meaningful thing would be finally getting around to putting people back over shops, putting people back into city centres, putting in something that would allow apartments to be built where right now apartments simply are not affordable. There's a whole load of things the government could do that they're still refusing to do. Are we not doing that? Are we, are we not no. bringing in vacant there home, home there grants? Are we not? Been a new apartment complex in the city that I'm in right now since 2008 that has been funded by the private sector because it is not economically viable to do it. Since 2008. Right. And we're now in 2023. Look, I, I think we are... A lot, a lot has happened between 2008 and now in terms of the, the economic crash that, that, that happened just around 2007 and 2008 that left yeah, us in the doldrums for a decade. Yeah, but we can't keep going back to it. Anyway, look, no, there's that, a lot that, of people... That wiped out a decade and, and it did of economic growth. But look... Yep. Let us know. I mean, we're, we're slightly at odds here, myself and Jonathan. I, I, I don't think that there is a, an easy solution and I think it's very easy to criticise. I don't think that this is ever going to be something. But what should we be doing and what can we do about migration? We'd love to hear from you this morning. Jonathan, on? Uh, 53106 for your text messages. You can WhatsApp us 87 1400 106 for free.